What is going on, football fans, Bills fans? I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little off today, so we're gonna get through this. But shout out to everybody that's tuning in for it tonight. I got my man Sterles for the girls, and I got my home girl. And uh, we have a new Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, uh, I don't even know how I want to introduce her, but she's like a new <laughs> Buffalo Rumblings staple. She's somebody that's gonna be around. Y'all gonna see her. My home girl Sarah Larson's in the building. What's going on? What's up? What's up, Mom? Just a lot of traveling. Finally settled in Detroit, so let's get it. Y'all crazy, all that track. Now, I say that with respect. <laughs> I say that with respect because I obviously I understand like you have so so you have like a what is it, 30 game or 31 games? 30 games consecutive I've been to. So this will be 31 and trying to, you know, maintain it has not been easy, but you know, I want to continue doing it and see where it goes, probably until the end of the season and then we'll we'll see. But uh yeah, the pressure kind of gets on you, you know, when when you get up to this many games, you don't want one silly game to be the reason why, you know, it it folds. I went through that with COVID, you know, because I didn't go to a couple of the COVID games that we were able to go to. So that streak stopped. So I was like bound and determined. <laughs> I changed my flight to flying early into Buffalo so I didn't hit the, you know, the the storm flew in on Thursday and then about two hours after I got there, they announced that they were moving it. So finally, I, I was lucky, though, because um, there was three flights to Detroit today. Two of them were canceled. Mine was delayed three hours, and we sat an hour and a half on the, the tarmac, but, but I got here. So It was late, we're but good. on time, you was there. Yeah. Like you, I'm here. Black church folk be like, God ain't always there when you want him, but he always on time. Your flight was on Preach. time. <laughs> you ain't get it. You ain't get it when you wanted to, but it's on time. But uh-huh. no, I get it. I get the pressure because it's like, um, you know, like you said, you got a streak going, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, because I, I feel like you would have been up to like forty-five at this point if COVID didn't happen. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, it would be even more because I started in twenty nineteen, and I had a good, you know, six or seven straight that season. At the end of the season, including the playoffs. Um. So you know, twenty twenty happened and unfortunately we weren't able to go to any of those games so shout out to you my know. man daniel in the comments and then my man uh daryl flair i gotta get a nickname for daryl like you know like this is my brother and i, I don't get like i got a nickname <laughs> for everybody except him so i'm gonna get one next show whether it's code of conduct hump day or it is like trust me dude, you're gonna have a nickname I'm, I'm gonna figure that out shout out to john herring in there oh sarah's a hottie thank you hey Get it in there. Get it in chop, there. Okay. Chop, okay. chop up after dark. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Sterles, what's up with you, man? What kind of week you done had? Uh, dog, I, I just got over COVID. Yeah, man. Again? So, again. again. Like, I don't again. know, dog. It's like, it just loves me, bro. It loves me. I about to say, they lying, man, because they say you, like, you get COVID, then you can't get it for a certain amount of time. And then, man, you done had it, like, once every other month. Yeah, right. For real though, but uh, it's you know, it's a new strands, man. It don't matter, like, it just the new strands will get you. So, you know, if you know, when you got kids, you know, it passes around, it, it'll find you, you know what I'm saying? So, but everything is COVID these days, right? So, 
you know, but yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm alive and well. You already know. All right. Well, yeah, well, let's get into it. I'm a, um, I, I've been good. I, I don't have COVID. Now, I don't have some jacked up issues with my back. I don't know what's happening with my back. Like, I feel like my back is like 85 years old and I'm still chugging along at, at 36. But it's all good. We're going to get through it. My man D said Sterles has had had the COVID three piece. You, you Dog. Hey, can I get a biscuit too? <laughs> man, no, don't ask for that. Don't ask for that. Cause it's going to come back. Don't, don't even, don't even do that. You don't want no residual effects from that joint. So but let's get into it. It's, matter of fact, before we get into it, we don't have to talk about the bills yet, but um, there's a reason why Sarah's in Detroit and there's a reason why, um, you know, everybody isn't enjoying a, a, a fun snow game tomorrow at Orchard Park. Let's just talk real quick about this crazy snowstorm. Like it was like a, like a, a what were they called? A, a thunder snow or snow thunder. Yeah. How did they word it? I forget thunder the way snow, they, they yeah. it. A thunder, thunder snow. snow. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, a, a character, like one of the, the evil villains on the Power Rangers as a kid when yeah. you come up. Like, you know, like when Rita throw the stick and make them grow, it's, it's the thunderstorm. <laughs> like, but yo, I heard so, it once. I heard it once while I was at the airport and that was it. But I saw a lot of videos that it was kind of crazy. But yeah, I heard it once and I was like, what the heck was that? And I looked out the window and, and realized that it was like lightning and stuff at the same time. But we also didn't get it as bad at the airport. And, you know, we, like I said, total over two days was like 24, 25 inches versus, you know, Orchard Park that got like, they say 77. So yeah, definitely... Yeah, definitely blessed that I was uh, more up north because the South Towns got destroyed from my my understanding. So I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Strolls, do y'all get anything like that in Denver? Oh, nothing like that. No, no, no. We, I mean, we just got like four inches out here, uh, you know, yesterday. And that ain't nothing compared to a, a whole 77. Y'all got a whole Luka Doncic worth of snow <laughs> in Buffalo. That's right. just wild. That's wild. So and yeah, and I'll pass. Shout out on to that. Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. I was going to bring this up a little bit later on, but it it is a it, it is a record for New York State in 24 hours. Orchard Park got 66 inches of snow in 24 hours, which is a record. And and the crazy part about that, by saying it's a record, like people have lived through the blizzard of '77. Like I was there for uh, the October storm and all types of things have happened in Buffalo. 2014 was a pretty crazy year as well, when the Buffalo Bills also had to go to, to Detroit to play. So there's been years of, of snowstorms and for it to be a record for the state is a big deal. So I, I saw somebody tweet out earlier. Um, they said, that's why Griselda raps the way they do. Cause it is snow that we got <laughs> like, yeah, that's why they rap so dark. I get it. I get it. But let's get into these games. You already know Sterling. I got to throw that Griselda in there every chance I get. Uh, um, <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I can't. I can't now. No, I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I can't hear you, dog. See, hi, hi. computer. Yeah, it's just clipping in and it's just clipping in and out right now. I think something wrong with your computer. I don't know what it is. It ain't. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, I was saying that my man Twine ain't with us because he's a Jets fan, obviously, and he's traveling for the Jets against the Patriots game. And we're going to talk about that because it's relevant to the Bills. It's relevant to us as Bills fans. Um, this division, first of all, coming into the season, who would have thought that this division would be the best division in football? Not yeah, me. Yeah, no, I mean, we all thought the West. Yeah. yeah. I no thought the West that. for sure. No, I'm not muted, Daniel. Ain't the comments going? You muted, <laughs> lost you completely, bro. There you go. No, I'm I'm here. Okay, something wrong with y'all. No, I'm joking. My my uh, XLR cord is is loose. I got to get a new one. I'm gonna get a new one this week. But so the Jets and Patriots, it's it's a relevant game. Um, I want the Jets to lose, but I can't ever see myself saying I want the Patriots to win. So so Sterles, first, like, let's talk about the relevance of this game, but then talk about kind of how you feel like this game is gonna go, but then also how you feel like you want it to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's, I think it's gonna be a good game. You know, not neither one of these offenses are are dynamic. You know, these are both defensive teams, so I think it'll be low scoring. So I think you know, from a betting standpoint, bet the under. Uh, but I do think that uh, you know the Jets have what it takes to 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 beat New England. Um, you know, they're gonna lean heavy on that run game, which I do think that's one of New England's strengths is defending the run. But you know, I think it's gonna come down to to which quarterback's gonna make you know, the most plays or who's going to be more consistent. I think that's who's going to win the game. So if I had to put money on, I, I, I would go with the Jets. I'm going to go with the Jets. My man D said, I want to tie. <laughs> <you> tie. Exactly. <laughs> D-Rail's coming in hot. <laughs> it is. They both lose. So how you feel about it, Sarah? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I would have thought the Jets would have, you know, would beat the Patriots until today I was listening uh that lately, even um, even though the the you know Jets have kind of been the better team, Patriots still they you know they said they live rent free in Jets' minds. So um, kind of looking at all that uh, and that it's in in uh, New England, I'm you know I kind of want to see the Patriots beat the Jets right now. Um, I'm being salty. We haven't played the Patriots yet, so we can kind we kind of control our own destiny there. So uh, I'd like to see the the Patriots beat the Jets at this point. Whether or not they can, I think the Jets have a better defense. Um, but I think that the Patriots have a better quarterback. So we'll see. Right, so are I'm you still are you are you still mad because they beat they beat they beat us? Is there, or what? Um, a little. I mean, always. You know, <laughs> kind of. You know, 
you go through that with you know the Jets and with the Dolphins right now. They're all you know the fan. It's more I'm angry with the fan bases. I think you know, so I kind of like to shut them up. But I think that right now Wilson still hasn't proven proven to me that he's the better quarterback. Um, I still have him at the bottom in the AFC East out of the four. So uh, I still think that the Patriots could be the better team on Sunday. We'll see. I'm going to pause for one second. Uh, Carson's in the comments and said, I had this idea that maybe the NFL can make Detroit a yearly neutral game location, much like London and Mexico games. They'll call it the NFL Detroit series. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no, especially if it's taking away one of the Bills games. I don't like it. Like, I like it for this situation. I'm 100% in agreement for it for this situation. Everybody knows I'm team dome as it is in several ways, but especially when it comes to football games, I'm team dome as it is. So I feel like when it's snow like that, no, get get Josh out of there. Let him be protected. Let that dude kind of get out there and not have to worry about the elements. <laughs> we don't need no neutral game location, especially if it's the Bills involved. But back to what y'all saying. I'm with both of you. I think the Bills, um, they we obviously need the Jets to lose. But again, I don't want the Patriots to win. So um, if if a, if it can be a tie, I feel like that's the best case scenario for for us. But um, but the way I think it's gonna go, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm leaning with you, Sarah. I think. I think the Jets are still playing better than they are, if that makes sense. And I mean, that sounds that sounds dumb to say, like they're playing better than they are. But I feel like their defense is really good. But I also feel like they've they've come into some lucky situations. Like, um, for instance, against the Bills, I still believe, and I could be wrong because I'm biased. I'm a Bills fan. I think the Bills are still the team that we saw one through five or weeks one through six. You know, the way the team looked, the, the way the offense was. Um, against the Rams and the way the offense was against, you know, uh, the Tennessee. Tennessee. I feel like that's the offense that we are. And I feel like that's how once we, I don't know why things kind of fell apart. Um, but I feel like we're going to get back to that. And and when we do, I don't think the Dolphins can hang with us offensively, even with Tariq Hill. I don't think the Jets can hang with us, but we took an L to both of those teams. So now you look at this and it's like, okay, the Jets played better because their defense kind of slowed us down. But also we weren't clicking. It was several plays in that game where Josh didn't, he didn't connect with the receivers. Like we thought the running game wasn't doing the defense wasn't playing. Like we should have been like all year. The defense has been stopping the run all year. Then all of a sudden the Jets game and them boys running on us like we ain't got, you know what I mean? Like I just don't see it. So in this situation, I'm going to say I'm going to go with the Patriots this game. I agree that Mac Jones is better than Bills fans don't want to give him credit for. Like Bills (laughs) fans want Mac Jones to be complete buns. I think he's better than that. Um, And I think with Bill Belichick, he's not the greatest coach of all time without Tom Brady, but he always coaches a good defense. So I I see the Patriots kind of, um, at least I hope that is where I'm gonna go. I hope the Patriots win tomorrow, make the AFC East a little bit more competitive again, but still, um, I'm expecting the bills to win. So, uh, I I think the bills are going to, in the next couple of weeks, the bills are going to be back at the top of the AFC East. So I'm not worried about us being in third place right now. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I, the, the bills are, uh, they, they got to write the shit, man. Cause it's, you know, they're beating themselves. I mean, they, they should only have, what one loss if not i don't think we should yeah not even i mean like you know but everybody's they're getting everybody's best shot right and and, you know i i i do think we need to pump the brakes on you know how good our wide receiver room is though you know because it ain't it ain't it we still got some major holes there in my opinion but 
I, I still think this is a team that can rally. Josh can settle down and kind of get back to playing the way he did the first, you know, few weeks of the season, which was taking the the easy wins, you know, just take what's open. And now, you know, because I think because, you know, they rely so much on Josh and some other people outside of Stefan Diggs aren't making plays. He's starting to be hero Josh again, starting to press. And so hopefully he can get back to um, playing winning football because these past few weeks, man, it's been a roller coaster to say the least. And the crazy thing, even with his mistakes, like we've still seen moments of brilliance. Like we've still seen like Josh Allen-esque things, but his decision-making, his like, he hasn't been protecting the ball. And I agree with you as far as our wide receivers. We're not talking about the Bills yet. We're supposed to be talking about the Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. But we got to we gotta talk about them boys. We're going we gonna to talk about that because I'm on that. When it comes to the receiving core, man, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not as sold as everybody else is on Gabriel Davis. I'm not saying I don't like Gabriel Davis. Right. I think he's good. This, I think he okay will be good team. for us. Yeah, he's not, he's not wide receiver 1B. It's not that. He's not and putting not up even the five numbers. No, he's not. He has 24 receptions on 48 uh, on on 48 targets this year. Yeah, like that's he not had one not, good game. Maybe one and a half good games. The Vikings game, I could say he almost had 100 yards receiving. I could say that was a yeah. good game for him, but but he hasn't been like like everybody expected him to come out from Kansas City and then just be exactly what we saw from Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it ain't been that. It hasn't been that. So, okay, but so let's let's move on because, I like, we got a moment to talk about the, the Bills and the Browns, so I don't want to get too deep in that. Another game I'll, I want to um, look at here, I think the Cowboys and Vikings game is going to be pretty good, and I think that for a couple reasons. I think the Cowboys, they're a little disappointing at times. Like, they come out and lose to the, the Packers, who have come out this year complete cheeks like they are buns in every aspect and i don't get it because they still got aaron Rodgers. i do think i like i like christian watson i like christian watson but we ain't gonna talk about them right now we're talking about the cowboys and the vikings they come out and they lose to the green bay packers uh the cowboys but then they they they're still one of the best teams in the nfc they're one of the best teams in the nfc east i think their defense is better this year than they were last year and they had a pretty good defense last year but then the Vikings come into town. They beat the Buffalo Bills. Right now they're eight and one. They rolling. Um, what do you What do you think about that game? Let's start with Sarah. Yeah, I have. I I picked Dallas to win that game. To be honest with you, I felt like they were gonna. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota is gonna kind of come down uh, from their you know high of coming back. Um, they've been doing that way too many times this year, and I think uh, I th- honestly think that um, the spread. I don't remember. Um, it's really low. I think it, they're like one point favorites or half point favorites at home. Um, I just think Dallas is, you know, coming back from looking like fools losing to to Green Bay and and whatnot. So I think that I, that's why I picked them. I think Dak, you know, uh, needs to get settled in early. But I, it's in the end, it's going to be their defense. It, I think Dallas's defense is just a really good defense, and I don't think that Cousins is going to be able to ha- you know handle it two weeks in a row. He didn't handle it against the Bills in the first half, so. I think that that's, you know, be his uh, untimely demise, ne- uh, you know, on Sunday. I guess here we go talking about Tremaine and the Bills again. <laughs> well, because that's the only reason why, and, and I will say one person, that's the reason why they came back and won. Tremaine being out of that game it completely, like, it, it swayed the game so heavily. But, Steros, how do you feel about this game, Cowboys and Vikings? Yeah, man, I, <clears throat> I think the Cowboys have an opportunity to win this game. I mean, I think it's real hard to just keep that emotional roller coaster going like that. And, and let's be honest, man, Kirk Cousins was closing his eyes, throwing the ball to an area, like just – and they got lucky. They were really lucky. But I think, you know, 
I think Dallas's defense is gonna is what's gonna win the game here. Um, you know, they got two superstars over there. Michael Parsons is unreal. Um, it just depends on you know what kind of football do we expect Dak Prescott to play, right? So, but I I, I would say the Cowboys win 27-20 is what the score is gonna be. 27-20. That, that's, I could go with that. What, yeah. what score did you say, Sarah, or did you say a score? I didn't say a score, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. I you know, think more 24-21, but close. Yeah. No, I could see that, though. Like, Because, again, I, I think Dak is, like, finally – he's not there yet. Like he's not the Dak we saw when they led the league in offense, like a couple years back. And I think a lot of people forget that. Cause it's like yeah. the mm-hmm. NFL was always a, what have you done for me lately type of league. But um, Dak Prescott led the Dallas Cowboys to the number one offense in the league a few years back. So I think he's kind of like refiguring that out. He doesn't have Amari Cooper. They got some weapons, you know, it ain't like CD lamb is chopped liver. That dude is, he's nice, but I don't like Zeke. I don't like Zeke. I think they should just like he should be RB two. I know he has a contract. Tony Pollard is balling, dog. He that dude. He that boy, and I like it. I like it a lot. So for that reason, I'm gonna. But I mean, Zeke is back, I believe. So I just I don't. I don't know. I think if if they overuse Zeke tomorrow, that might be the problem. Yeah, I I could I could see. I think you know that's Jerry Jones because he's paying him. Jerry Jones wants to pound Zeke to the ground. I mean, it's evident. And, and you know, we all we all know. <laughs> oh, man. You, hey. <laughs> pause, pause. Pause, my dude. Pause, pause. But y'all know what I mean, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, though, Zeke do be wearing them crop tops. So, I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, baby. Uh, hey, but I, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's been that guy this year, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just really like him as a running back, man. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to, you know, who, what quarterback's going to make the play, right? And I want to see how Justin Jefferson bounces back from an amazing Hall of Fame-ish type of game that he had against the Bills and see what he does against Trayvon Diggs. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I just don't think that's that that's right there. I think that the defense is – they're two different defenses, and I don't think Minnesota's – uh, corners are going to be able to to handle um, the Cowboys wide receivers, even though it's not, you know, like even though they don't have the same, you know, wide receiver course they had in the past. I just think that, you know, they're going to it'll be a lot like the Bills were before they self-destructed after three quarters. Yeah, and and as far as what Cheryl said though about Justin Jefferson, I don't I don't think he's gonna have any difficulty, man. Like he's been beasting all season. I mean, like literally the whole season, he's been beasting that dude. Yeah, he's amazing, man. Like if he's not, and it just depends on what you value as far as top wide receiver play. But he's top three, like in any conversation. It don't For matter. Sure. Like some people will say he's the best. Some people say he's yeah. behind. You know, he's top three regardless of what conversation I think he's you have. Best. So. Think I think he's, he's number one. I think he's number one. I think Diggs is number two. And then I think, unfortunately for Adams, he's fallen to three now. But that's because of the quarterback. Hmm. That's how I, you know, and I, it's it's not right to judge them by their quarterback, but that you kind of have to a little bit. But I think that the one thing that you guys were saying with uh, with Jefferson is I think that he will have a great game, but that's what you get when you go up against Diggs because – Diggs is one of those, you know, all or nothing. So he's either going to go for the the pick, or, or you're going to get some good guards off of him. Um, so I think he'll, I think he'll still have a pick um, tomorrow. But I also think that Jefferson will probably go over 100 yards. And I agree with you there too. It, I, I, 
I think for that reason, you know, Diggs, the cornerback, not the wide receiver, that dude, he's a very good like he he gets interceptions galore. Like he's that dude, yeah. he gonna he gonna intercept the ball. But because he goes for every doggone interception, he gives up so much. And somebody like Justin Jefferson, man, he about to eat. And I just I don't think it's going – so I'm actually on the other side of things. I don't think the Cowboys going to win. I think the Vikings are, are going to keep it rolling. I think uh, Justin Jefferson is going to make that defense suffer. I think James Cook uh, – James Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a day because last week, really, he only had like the huge run and, and then a couple plays here and there. I think they're going to get back to really trying to run the ball. I don't know. I just I just don't think Dallas has what it takes to really go up against the Vikings and, and take one. Now, before this season, the before this season started, I had said that the two sleeper teams that people weren't picking was Philadelphia and the Vikings. So I actually feel really good that both teams are playing very well and are basically the two best teams in the NFC. So I feel good about that. Listen, well, nobody heard it, so it don't count. We, man, uh, people man, heard me. Man, people heard can't me. Hear you, so so they it don't count. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I know people Gross. heard me. Stro said, "If it ain't here, if it ain't nobody heard it, yeah, yeah, yeah it don't count." <laughs> Shit, I said. And I'll go find my tweets. I said I tweeted it too. when I'm by myself, Sarah. <laughs> nah, nah. You a fool. You a fool. You a damn fool. I know. You know you, my girl. <laughs> So, all right, well, let's get on to another uh, divisional matchup that I think is going to be good. Um, the, the Chiefs are going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. And I think this is I think this is uh, Sunday night football, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Chargers. I, OK, so obviously, Justin Herbert has been dealing with that. Like he's getting healthy now. Like I feel like now we're starting to see flashes of what Justin Herbert, what we all thought he was last year and what he was supposed to be. But he's been struggling with that. Um what uh, outside of that though what the heck is going on with the chargers though like i just feel like they're not the, the complete team that we thought they were i know it's a couple injuries i know keenan allen has had the hamstring basically all year but outside of that, yeah right as uh, <laughs> hey I, it's it's the chargers man we always say you know this is one of the best teams in the league before the season like their roster always looks really good but I don't know what it is. And it's been like this even before Justin Herbert. It's like they never meet expectations. You go and get them a, a franchise cornerback. You go get them, you know, all these weapons that they got on defense, right? And it's like they cannot get they cannot get out away from themselves. And so, you know, it's just uh, defensively, they're just not really good. They're not really good defensively. And I think, you know, teams are starting to adjust to Justin Herbert a bit. So he's not uh, as successful you know, as he, as we expected him to be, you know, some growing pains in that quarterback's the toughest position to play in the league. So, you know, it just depends on how he takes those tests, how he comes back from those and learns from it and moves on and, and becomes better. But until then, you know, this is a, a middle of the pack football team. Yeah. And so, uh, so I'm taking it that both of you expect the chiefs to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Eckler run all over them, but I think both wide receivers are questionable again, Williams and uh, Allen are both, questionable from what I remember. So, I mean, it's, it's every week their, their offense on oh, that goes Spence, but every week their offense just goes through a uh, Eckler at this point. And if he doesn't have a good game, then, you know, the whole, the whole system goes bye-bye, but uh, I'd love to see, I'd love to see them figure it out and win. And, and because it's an in, in division, they might play each other a little bit harder than, than normal, you know, uh, but I think Kansas city is going to, destroy them but we'll see you know i don't know man i if i had to if i had to pick 
I would say that, you know, the Chiefs win, but I, I would say that the Chargers cover the spread uh, just because yeah, it's the I don't remember the season, right? I mean, it just the, the margin of victory is just so small. And so what was it? I would I don't know the uh, the over under or the spread, but if I had to give a spread to it, I would say six points. And I think, the yeah, Chargers I think it's like that. six and a half or seven. Actually, okay. I think it's five. If I'm not okay. mistaken. OK, OK. So, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's five. So, you know, I, I agree with both of you. I think the Chiefs are going to win. But um, look, the, the Chiefs had to go to overtime to beat the Tennessee Titans being led by Malik Willis. So now that's not taking anything. A win is a win. And we understand that in the NFL, like every week is a different thing. But, you know, it, it, it took them it took a bit for them to win against a rookie that can't throw more than 40 yards in a game. So I just you know, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Eckler can run all over them. You know, I, I feel like Eckler is going to have a day and Sarah's fantasy team will um, be all right. So. <laughs> so now you know why I was pulling for it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we already know. We already know. She wouldn't trade him to me, Sarah. I tried to get her to trade him to me. Uh, he's Shane trying to, one, he's trying to take one. all my good people. No, it's not happening. She ain't a real one. No, nah, she ain't. She ain't. So when it comes to money, shoot. <laughs> so one more game before we get to our game. Um, I wanted to talk about the Monday night game. The the San Francisco 49ers uh come to Arizona and take on the Cardinals. I don't know how I feel because I'm very <laughs> upset with Kyler Murray. I'm very upset with like I'm but actually Kyler Murray is still he's he's questionable with his hamstring. Um Hopkins is questionable. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I don't like so. I mean, like, there's several different reasons that I'm upset with my Cardinals right now. What do you? Let's start with Sarah on this one. What do you? What do you think, Sarah? I think San Fran's at that point where they are going to turn the. You know, they're going to start winning, or you know, their season's kind of over with, and people have expectations for them. So I honestly think San Fran's going to go in and. Definitely. I think they're going to beat the crap out of the Cardinals. I have just not been impressed at all with Arizona this year. One bit. Well, damn. So how do you really feel? <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. She ain't putting I no think, money on them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think Murray's played well at all. And every time I have picked them to win, there you go. Every time I pick them to win, they've lost. So now that I'm picking them to lose, they're going to, they're going to prove me wrong. So I just haven't been impressed with them at all this year. And I thought that when Hopkins came back, that it was going to be different. And, uh, you know, there was kind of flashes, but they're just not utilizing people the way that I would think that they should be utilizing them. And their whole offense has just looked terrible with the names that they have. So you're just bitter is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like a broken relationship. (laughs) I'm not bitter because I can care less about Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I, I love, I mean, you know, and I probably shouldn't, well, I don't care. I love the Cardinals. Like, I think the Cardinals are, um, you know, last, so last year was the first year I got season tickets to the Cardinals, and it was the perfect year to do it. Like, they started the season off. They had the best record probably up until, like, week 13. Like, it was like they they really – it was an enjoyable time to go to the games. This year, I know Hop started the, the year off with a six-game suspension for uh, performance-enhancing drugs and whatever. But I'm going to tell you, dude, like, it just ain't the same, man. Like, everything right. about it is just bad. They traded for Hollywood Brown. So what? He did nothing. They, you know um, – man James Conner was injured so the run game now Benjamin he he stepped in and did a good job that was about the only thing good 
that was about it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, you know, Cheryl's, how do you feel about the game? Because I can, I can go in and tell y'all why I don't like it and why I think they need to fire the, the coach and why they need to figure out a team to trade Kyler to and then just drive somebody, even though they just gave him all that money. I feel like he should go to the Panthers. They, they, they like to take all of the, the quarterbacks in Carolina, trade them to the Panthers, and then figure something else out. But how do you feel about this game? Uh, I think it comes down to who's who's more disciplined. But uh, you know, like like Sarah said, man, the, this Arizona team, and I know them your boys, but man, they, boy, they really know how to break your heart, man. It's just like they they cannot get out of their own way. You know, we thought Kyler Murray was gonna, I thought Kyler Murray at least was gonna come in and and be, you know, continue on his ascension. Uh, but you know, I mean, you go back to in the last season in the playoffs, man, he just hasn't looked like the guy. Um, and, and all the scrutiny, you know, uh, this summer and early in the season about his, you know, when he got that contract and, and it just, man, it just doesn't seem like he's the guy, you know, athletically, I think their defense is as athletic as it comes, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is your coach. I think, man, he's, he's not that good of a coach and maybe he grows into it, but right now he's just not it. And so I, I think, I think they're a very undisciplined football team. And, and I think, you know, Outside of uh, D-Hop, I mean, what do you really have at receiver, you know? Um, you really don't have much, you know, Rodell Moore is young, so – and you don't really have a running game, and your offensive line is really bad. So maybe – so that's that's the area of focus for the offseason for them. So I would definitely have to say the 49ers right now. I think the 49ers have the potential to be the team represented in the NFC for the Super Bowl. I, I think, you know, this is a team that defensively they – I think they're stout defensively. Um, I think they're going to get healthy at the right time. So and Jimmy Garoppolo has experience. I mean, what else is stopping them but themselves? They need to get Debo Samuel involved in that offense. So uh, he hasn't been happening. Uh, he hasn't had uh, any good weeks recently. So, But I think that'll happen. I just think the whole team is full of bums outside of my man, mm. Buda Baker. I'm going to put it mm. like that. Outside of my how- man, Buda Baker, the whole team is full of bums. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. And I'm hey. mad about it. Have you noticed this? Every time you see the Cardinals, they show Buda Baker like trying to motivate this team. <laughs> have y'all noticed? That's that? all they have. That's all they, they have, man. They got JJ like, Watt, right? Man, he's a Captain America. Yo, if they would have got JJ Watt five, six years ago, yeah. yeah. They got JJ Watt when he's not, he's not JJ Watt, man. He ain't, he like, ain't JJ. No, nah, man. Like, no. Nah. The dude. With respect, because I understand who he's been to the game. I understand yeah, yeah, who yeah. he is. He ain't that no more, though. Now, TJ Watt, he's injured, too, every year. But I take TJ Watt out here. Give me TJ. Oh, any shit. Yeah. All day, every day. Ugh. Got disgusted talking about these damn Cardinals. Uh, the thing about the 49ers, though, I like the fact that I, I agree with Sarah. I think that, like, this is the time they have to, like, okay, you got to start putting some wins together, stringing right. them together. You trade – come on, man. You trade for the best running back in football, and I don't care what nobody say, argue with your mammy. He's the best running back in football. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football when he's healthy, and right no, now he's healthy. <laughs> but he's healthy right now. Yeah, I just – I was just – went healthy, yes. Well, I'm just saying, he's healthy. So um, I feel like you make that trade. You got Debo Samuel. You have those two type of weapons on the same offense. I think it's going to get scary once they get this thing figured out. Yeah. And I was the guy saying before, I still think that I like Trey Lance. I'm not saying this to diss him. But I think Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo gives them the best chance to win right now. I still yeah. think that. 
Well, he's more methodical and he's that, you know, he's not going to make as many mistakes. He's he's a vet compared to to Trey Lance. So, yeah. I mean, I mean the, you know what bothers me about that, though, is like this man gets you and I get it. The, it people will say, well, it ain't he got you there, but he got you to the Super Bowl. He got you to the NFC Championship. He's done enough to lead your team. And you still feel like you got to draft a, a quarterback top five. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a bit disrespectful. I, honestly, like I, I, I'm being for real. I get it. Trey Lance has different. Um, you know, like people like to look at him and say, "Oh, he he." You know, every they compare everybody to Josh Allen now. Everybody. Yeah, right. Um, he has the Josh Allen factor. He's gonna take a Josh Allen leap, and he's gonna be the best quarterback in the NFC. And okay, miss me, right? But he could be that good. However, you really have a dude on your roster that you traded two second round picks for that took you to the NFC championship and took you to a Super Bowl separate years. I would say that the investment you made was worth it. Yeah, but I think that with Jimmy G, they feel like they made it in spite of him, not like not because of him. And that's, you know, they don't feel like he's the franchise quarterback. And that's why they went out looking for someone else. I agree, but I just think it's, I think it's wrong. Like, you know, it, sometimes when you build a roster, I get it. The way the NFL is built, everybody wants to have that guy. They want that franchise guy. But a lot of times, you actually have rosters that are built that win, regardless of the talent you have there. So you'd want a quarterback that won't lose the game for you. And for that's instance, Jimmy right now. Well, that, I think that's thing. Jimmy he right won't, now, and that's all. and that's yes. perfect. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, let's let's take a look at every, you know, my favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield. He had one of the best rosters in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> he had one of the best rosters in Cleveland, and this dude lost games for like he he was the L. <laughs> he, how you get benched for PJ Walker? Now, I, I, obviously, I feel like Baker Mayfield is better than PJ Walker, but on Twitter, I be talking my talk. PJ Walker's better. He looks so much better than Baker Mayfield. Just cause, like, how do you get benched for PJ Walker, man? Like, what are you doing with your life? That is not Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not Jimmy G. Jimmy G is out there, and he will not lose the game for you. Every once in a while, too, he'll make the throw that you need him to make. Not just want him to make. He'll make the throw you need him to make. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's disrespectful. He might not be Josh Allen, but how many Josh Allens are there really? One. Period. So, you know, you're not going to get Josh every year. You're not going to get a Lamar Jackson every year. It's impossible. Jimmy, but, J- Jimmy's so pretty. He's so pretty. <laughs> did you see the thing that they did where they like they converted them to women? Oh God! Oh, I hate that. I, hate I that. did too. I did that too. But Jimmy terrible. fit, bro. Jimmy fit. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. He transitioned well. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to feel about any of that. That was just weird. Josh's looked weird. weird. Josh's looked really, really weird. No, he looked like oh. Amanda Bynes. Like, it was the weirdest shit ever. Go back and look. He looks like Amanda And then Google yeah. Amanda Bynes and put them together. It's, it's weird. The people doing that in general is just kind of weird, bro. Like, <laughs> Did y'all see how they had Tua and he was, like, super short? Yeah. How could you tell, how could you tell their height? No, they literally had Tua. Like, so, like, his head was, like, Oh, where my camera? His head was like here, where everybody else's head was up here. So like you could oh, barely see. see his... Yeah, no, they made him real short. I, I'll send it to you. They made him That's real short. Funny. So now let's get to the game that that we care about. Um, the Buffalo Bills, at their home, away from home, will be hosting 
the the Cleveland Browns in Detroit. Let's start where we kind of started already, Sterles. Let's talk about this wide receiver room because I feel like I feel like the issue is there. There's three issues when it comes to the passing game for me. One, we miss Cole Beasley more than we want to admit. Yep. Two, we don't have a real wide receiver two on this roster. No disrespect to Gabriel Davis, but we don't have currently. He hasn't developed yet to be a wide receiver two. And then three, why did we keep Isaiah McKenzie over Isaiah Hodgins? That's probably not a real question, but at the same time, it's a real question. Wait, is is Joe on the show or? <laughs> no, nah, that was me this time. Like, and you, and y'all know. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'd be dragging my dog Joe for, for his Isaiah Hodges love. But at the same time, like, why is this dude? He gets chance after chance after chance every season to make mistakes and to just look horrible and to do bad things and to turn the ball over and to drop passes and to run five yards negative instead of, like, just taking the – like, he just does things that are just not smart. Not smart. It's not hatred. No, I'm saying your hatred is starting to rub, rub off. <laughs> I was always the, the McKenzie defender. And then this Man. season, I, I see it more. Like, he, he had two good plays, though, last week. He had two good plays. <laughs> One of them, he almost messed up because he tripped over himself when he was making the damn catch. That, that, that to me, is just crazy. How, how, how do you this man is always tripping over himself? Are you that fast with your feet that where you just can't get it together? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, the, the Bills wide receiving room, man, it gets on my nerves. I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I'm over, I'm over Gabriel Davis. I'm over it, dude. Like, you, you're supposed to be the number two. And we heard all this offseason, y'all, who worked so hard. Man, a lot of these NFL players work hard, man. But catch the damn ball. Catch the ball, dude. Like, come on, dog. Like, I, I I'm just tired of it. You know, he, he's got a very limited route tree. You know, and and this offense predicates that you, as a receiver, you have to be dynamic route runner, and he's not. And you know what, Sarah, you just said he had two good plays last week. What about this one? He ran out of bounds. He didn't get pushed out of bounds. He didn't fall out of bounds. He didn't like. He didn't. He didn't like. I know the play you're talking about. <laughs> so, so Sarah, tell me about that play. What what is? He looked like he completely just gave up. Like, even like even though he ran out of bounds, he could have came back in. He could have, you know, obviously can't catch the ball, but he could have done something, you know, to – but he just looked disinterested at that point. So I went back because I know uh, – I don't know, remember what show this week that everybody was talking about it, but I went back and I rewatched it again. And it's frustrating because, uh, you know, he's getting a chance to be out there. I would rather at this point have him not and have Shakir be out there. So – it's it's getting to the point where we just don't have enough wide receivers either. You know, we have like four healthy wide receivers now, now five because they they you know brought up Gentry. But it's I mean, what kind of you know a, you know what kind of action is he really going to see? So I'm upset that they got rid of Hodgins uh, or that they I shouldn't say got rid of him. They let him go. Hopefully, we'll see if Stevenson comes back and can do something. But uh, people were joking today that OBJ, you know, after he sees a snowstorm, he's he's going to be out on Buffalo. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all of our hopes and dreams and that uh, that you know having that happen probably probably won't. But 
I personally think we're out on him anyway. I, I was very confident a, a couple weeks ago, but um, but now everything that I'm reading and then the people I'm talking to who know him and are close to him feel that he wants like a two or three year deal that's worth um, like it, they, he, he wants it to look similar to, to other guys that are making like 20. I don't I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to do that now. I mean, Brandon Bean is shown to be like a wizard as far as the cap and in doing what he does but I, I just don't see that as a real possibility so i think i'm out yeah. on him as much as that hurts me to say i love odell beckham jr like anybody who listens to the code of conduct or who has been listening since the very beginning knows odell beckham jr is probably my favorite player in the nfl and i mean like no exceptions like i love everything about odell beckham jr i love his yeah. energy i love his swag i love his uh, he's a great teammate. I love the flashiness of the plays. I love him off the field, even though people try to make it seem like he's a problem. He's never a problem. He just enjoys life. And I love, I love how much he loves Michael Jackson. And Sarah knows how much we love Michael Jackson. But like, it's just so much about, it's so much about him that I love. Is so it hurts me to say that I don't think we're gonna get him. But I'm agreeing with both of y'all. We need a receiver. Like yesterday, yesterday. Now I have another question that bothers me. Why does it seem like so? I just mentioned how McKinsey makes mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, and he keeps getting chances. Last week, Devin Singletary got two touchdowns in the first half. He fumbled. Now, no, <laughs> right? I was gonna say, depending on how you look at it, there was inconclusive evidence when you looked at the replay, so they couldn't overturn it. But I don't think it was a fumble. So, but he fumbled. He turned the ball over. We didn't see him really in the second half. Why? Yeah. I, I don't understand his coaching staff when it comes because. to allowing these leashes when it comes to Isaiah McKenzie and then like, no, nope. all right, bench for you. I, I don't like that. Man, it just seems like they hate running the ball, bro. Like, it's like running backs go to Buffalo to die. I mean, it's like we we fail to get these guys going. And, and Devin Secretary look, has looked pretty good the past few weeks. But we Naheem Hines still has doesn't have a role. James Cook doesn't even have a role really. So, and then you abandoned the run in the second half. Like I, I just don't understand it, man. Like you, you were up. Like run the ball. You know, like yeah. you, you can make that work. You know, it's not like the Bills' offensive line is bums. Like you can make that work. And uh, I love. Look, I I'm a big fan of Josh Allen throwing the ball, but. That's not sustainable. Like, you're not going to win games in December, in January, in February, if you just pass the ball all day. It's kind of getting old, man, and, and they need to make that change. I do think that that now, you know, Ken Dorsey being the offensive coordinator, I do think, you know, maybe there's a little bit more buy-in in terms of uh, what Sean, Sean McDermott is expecting in terms of a balance on offense because Brian Dable was this gun hole Like, he just wants to throw the ball all day. And I like that, but at some point, man, sometimes game, you know, situationally it changes and you got to be able to adjust and they haven't been able to adjust lately. Actually, I feel like we went through the same thing. Uh, I was going to say, I think we went through the same thing with Dable. We were like every first down where, you know, we were running the ball and it was the same exact thing all over, you know, and we were all complaining for Dable for the, the longest time. So I think that, you know, Dorsey just needs to get his footing. But I, I just want to say I don't feel like we stopped running the ball because of the fumble. I feel like we stopped because there was a couple of plays that were for no gain and negative, and then we abandoned it in the third quarter. So 
I think it's stupid that we abandoned it because we were doing so well and Singletary was looking good. And so was, and Josh was looking good running the ball as well. I, I hate that we, we went away from it because we could have run some of the clock down. Well, first I want to say I never wanted to fire Dabo. I just wanted to throw that out. It was out there. It was out there um, though. Well, I know, I, I know, I but you said we. I'm just saying no, you said we. It's the fan base, the Bills fan base. They were everyone was, <laughs> you know, going to social media saying fire Dable, fire Dable, and up in arms about his play calling for the okay. longest time. So I just I just want to clarify for the listeners. So we everyone all, all Bills fans but Spence. <laughs> Just saying, because I thought I thought Brian Dayball was and I still I still think very highly of him. Yeah, I, I see certain people in the comments. Now. So shout out to my girl, Heather. I love Heather. She says, I think Dorsey is too conservative. See, I disagree. I think the problem is right now. I don't think that we're conservative at all. I think the problem is that they don't take I don't think they're conservative enough. Like they don't take what the defense is giving them now. They started off being conservative. And we were successful, so it looked like we were being too aggressive. Now it's just like, all right, Josh, go out there and uh, and be Superman. Do what you do. And then he's throwing bombs on. He's throwing. What 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 down was it when he threw the interception in overtime? Like it was a twenty-five uh, yard throw second. in the end zone. Second, okay, second. I think it was second. It was, it was second down with a minute and a half left and two timeouts in overtime. And you're throwing a twenty-yard pass in the end zone instead of running the ball. You just ran the ball twice to get down the field. The defense is obviously playing soft. Run it again. Pass the ball. It's like, pass it underneath. Or, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, I, I, while I agree where I understand where Sarah's or where Heather is coming from, I also feel like, why y'all don't, don't do that? Who did that? I don't do that. I don't do solo. I don't do solo. We a team in this joint. Don't be, don't be doing that. Uh -huh. I don't know what happened, dog. It was Sterling. I see it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you sipping that stuff too much. Relax. <laughs> I'm, I'm sipping slow, baby. Sipping on that sensor. Anyway, <laughs> I, so I get I get what what Heather's saying, but like I said, I, I think the problem is that we're not conservative enough by taking exactly what the defense is giving us. And and when it comes to stuff like that, that's when you when you, again you you revert back to Josh trying to be a superhero. I won't say sugar high Josh because even with these um, the turnovers, I don't think it was sugar high Josh. I think it was Josh just doing too much and trying to, you know, like yeah. sugar high Josh yeah. was the dude that was like, you know, he he trying to break three tackles in the backfield, runs fourteen. Years. He's Isaiah McKenzie as a quarterback. That's sugar high Josh. That's sugar high Josh. He ain't been that. I don't see that. I don't. I don't see Sugar High Josh. I just. I just think he's just trying too much. He's just doing too much. He got. He got simmer down. But the good news is, I think when it comes to a learning curve, I think Josh Allen is one of the top quarterbacks in the league in terms of adjusting to you know some of the uh, negative flaws that he has. And so I don't. I just think this is a you know a little part in the season where you're in a slump. He's going to get out of it. I'm not worried about Josh. Okay. So. One more point about the game, and then we can kind of round it up and, and chop it up for a second and then get on out of here. I think it's going to be a huge loss tomorrow because my guy is not going to be active. And I think we saw a clear um, in-game representation of how valuable he is to the defense. And everybody, he's so bad. Everybody likes to talk about Tremaine, like every week. He's not good. He doesn't make the splash plays. Now when he's not in there, you see com like a complete a complete difference. 
what do you think the Browns are going to do with no Tremaine in there? I think I think they're going to run the ball right down there. Yeah, they're going to run the ball. I mean, uh, you know, Nick Chubb is five point seven yards per carry. That that's high. So they they're going to run the ball a lot. And the Bills have shown that they they struggle or struggling when it comes to running the ball. And so you know you're gonna the Bills are gonna come out there in that in that nickel defense. So you know the advantage that's a light box. And so the you know I think uh, you know the Cleveland Browns have a very strong physical offensive line. They got some some really good guys on the offensive line, and I, I think that the Bills are gonna be overmatched there. Um, so they're gonna run the ball. I'm not worried about Jacoby Brissett. I'm not worried about Amari Cooper. I'm not even worried about Njoku. It's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And the offensive line. So the Bills are definitely going to have uh, their hands full when it comes to stopping the run tomorrow. What you feel, Sarah? I think Jordan coming back is going to help the run. Yeah, I mean, if he comes back, he's still questionable. So okay. we'll see. I mean, you think he's going to play? So, I, I mean, so. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've been very vocal that the second Tremaine went out last week, um, I actually started texting. I think I texted you, Spence. I texted a couple of people on on Sunday was like, what's going on with Trey? I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Tremaine in, in the in the third quarter. What's going on? Um, to find out if he was injured because you could tell that there was a difference in the run game. So I think that's going to be the same thing, you know, this week. Uh, and now we have to deal with it for four quarters instead of just one and a half. So, um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, I think Chubb's going to eat no matter what, and that's okay because he's on my fantasy team. But we got to take care of everything else. Um but you know that I'm just saying. But they, I mean, you see how disloyal she is, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia, you see how disloyal a, Sarah is. As soon no, as a but, player um, on her fantasy team is going against the Bills, she still wants him to eat on us. You see how disloyal no. I'm like, I'm like, F this fantasy game. That's that's how I feel. F this fantasy yeah, game. I actually usually am. Um, but uh, right now I'm number one in the league, so uh, it matters. No, but for real, though, I think that they're off. Yeah, I'm on top of you now, so <laughs> there you go. I'm bragging. You're one um, league. Yeah, in the other league, I'm, I'm terrible. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think that Cleveland has a de- de- decent offense. The problem is that their defense is not good right now, and I think that – it's going to be just managing. And that's the one thing that's good about playing in the dome. It's managing points. So I think that it'll be, you know, probably a little bit more high scoring than we want. Um, but we need to get them off the field as much as we possibly can. Cause if they just running it and running it, and running it, then they're going to have, the, they're going to own the time of possession and then we're going to be screwed. Hey, yeah. Sarah, they're definitely got to start off fast. Well, what do you think about this comment here that Daryl put in there about AJ Klein being back? Because I actually I completely overlooked that in this conversation. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> AJ Klein ain't gonna do shit. I don't. I care. think that it's good that we have we have you know the depth it's again. Depth. He already knows what he's he knows right. what he's doing. He he knows the playbook, but you know, you know, Sean was very kind of you know he kind of overlooked it a little bit and was kind of like eh, like he might not even start this week or not start but he definitely won't start, but might not even play this week. So he might just be inactive while he gets his bearings back and stuff. But I mean, at this point in time, we're not even, we're not doing anything with, uh, with, you know, Heinz and stuff like that. I don't think that they feel comfortable bringing somebody new in and throwing him back in there. I mean, we haven't done anything um, with uh, Marlo either. Oh, Mar- I think Dean Marlo is going to play this weekend. Uh, he had know. like 5% of the snaps last year. Like, 
Yeah, all right, hold on. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. But I feel like he if, needs if, to get if, there. If, we, if we hit any kind of hope to AJ Klein making an impact, it's, this shit ain't happening. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I would love to see Terrell Bernard uh, be what they envision him to be. Uh, but Terrell, I mean, in limited action we've seen of him, it's not been good, you know? And that was a third round pick. I hated the pick. Not going to lie. Wasn't a fan of it. But, um, you know, I just hope that Tremaine gets healthy, man. Like, I hope he sits Vanna out Spectre, this though. Yeah, Vandal had... Specter is a seventh-round pick. I mean, yeah, it's But like they both did well in, in preseason, and everyone was up in arms about how good they were both supposed to be, and I haven't been impressed. I, I wasn't in the pre-jab process. I wasn't impressed. You know, uh, Ter- Terrell Bernard is a space linebacker, you know. So outside of that, man, it's just like, eh. So I don't know, dude. Just get, get Tremaine back and healthy. They, they, the whole this whole team, this whole season of riddled an injury. Like I, I ain't never seen this with the Bills in, in such a long time. So got, I yeah. hope they peak at the right time towards the end of the season and, and they could be healthy again. I just hope the Buffalo Bills can figure out something to do when it comes to receiver play by the playoffs. Because no. I don't care how good we are. Like honestly, I think right now that's the biggest hole or weakness on our team. If you're going to ask me what area you want to improve upon before we get to the playoffs, if we can't sign Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know, and I get everybody hates him. I don't know if y'all want to call Cole Beasley out of retirement or what, but we need help, and I don't yeah. care. I don't care how many people want to. I don't know if Cole would come. The amount of crap that he's you know, spewed about Buffalo at this point. And not only Buffalo, but like coaching and the front office. And I don't think he'd come back. Money I talks. Just, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. <laughs> oh, you, they, 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 look, they better I find know, a way. I know Bean can make the money, but I would and Cole. Yeah. At, at this point in time, I'm just so concerned about us re-signing people and extending people that for them to make the money come out of somewhere, I'm just nervous that that's going to mean taking it away from somewhere else. But at the same time, I think that the, we just need to get Knox involved and we need to get, we, at this point, <laughs> we need to have a number two wide receiver and hopefully that's Davis. We just need the consistency to to happen because he can be a number two. He just needs to be consistently number two. Uh, I'm glad you're optimistic. I'm so yeah. happy have you're to be, if, if we want to go to the Super Bowl, we have to be optimistic about that because if not, I mean, it's not Optimism like we can... Optimism going to get us to the Super Bowl. Well... <laughs> I'm a little bit less optimistic than I was at the beginning of the year. I'll be honest. Oh, of course. I'm a little bit. And not because we just lost two games in a row. I'm, I'm looking at the roster top to bottom, and I'm looking at how guys are performing. For, I, for example, um, we just talked about Gabriel Davis. I thought he was going to be better than what he's been. I thought, yeah. you know, um, like I can, I can go down a list of guys. Now, I defensively, would say Josh. Josh, right off the top. Like, Josh no, is not performing. He, he did very well the first six weeks. Last few weeks, things have been just different. And I'm a little yeah. concerned. I think he'll write the ship, but I'm a little concerned about how he's been playing. Well, but when I'm talking about Super Bowl aspirations, like Josh isn't the reason why I, I lose hope. It's not Josh. If if it's, if it comes down to Josh versus any other quarterback in the league, I'm taking Josh. So you know, like I, I don't even even with the last couple of weeks with the turnovers and the, like I'm taking Josh because I just feel like there's always I don't know he has that you know we always talk about it he just has that thing where he he makes it happen. So I'm, I mean, but it's it's mm. everybody else like our wide receiver three right now is Isaiah McKenzie. You know what I'm saying? Like 
All right, let's get on out of here. Uh, Steros, you got a <laughs> you got a show and an article coming out tomorrow. Why don't you let everybody know um, where they can find it, what you're talking about, what's going on, and then uh, Sarah can talk about Three Man Rush, and then, and then we'll get on out of here. Yeah, man. So uh, Intentional Groundings will be live tomorrow from Jackson's Bar and Grill in, in downtown Denver. Uh, I'll be hey. I'll be live at 11 a.m. Uh, to talk about these Cleveland Browns and how the Bills are going to be able to stop the freaking run. That, that, that's that's the thing that they need to be worried about. Uh, not this snow, but how they going to stop Nick Chubb. But uh, you can find, you know, all my content. I'm going to work at Buffalo Rumblings. You already know. All right. So we are three uh, shows in on the Three Man Rush with Jerry Ostrowski, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, myself and Colt have uh, joined him, and you know, check us out. We're on Thursdays at 9 p.m., and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And hopefully, we can start getting a little bit more viewership, so we can get you know some more comments and some more interaction. We talk college, um, kind of heavy on Syracuse and Buffalo. Uh, and then we also talk the bills, of course, but also uh, playoffs are coming. So, you know, we'll be talking about the NCCA uh, playoffs, NCAA, sorry, playoffs. Michigan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Michigan almost lost today. And, you know, I, okay, I've been okay. kind first of, I've been hating a little bit. You better not talk about nobody almost losing Miami. They almost. Four, okay. Anyways, well, we won't talk about the Hurricanes right now. Um, but fourth quarter, uh, you know, they were down both Michigan and TCU, so it'll be interesting this week to see. You know, the, it's it's the four, the top four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but I will say uh, I am very high on Michigan's running back. So. A little Blake Horn, I see you, girl. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's, and he that's was he got injured, I got nervous. He got injured today, but he came back yeah. in. So, all right. Well, I always enjoy the the, the friendly banter between Steros and Sarah. It's always fun. Uh, Y'all know how I do it. It's your boy Jay Smith King. This week, the the code of conduct. I am thinking about. I have a guest, but I, I think I might postpone the guest for another week. And I think I might do a special edition code of conduct where I get a couple people who uh, are, are good supporters of the show. And I might just kind of throw the link out there and let some people join me. I think that's how we're going to do it for Thanksgiving, because I want to show how thankful I am for all of my, my viewers and, and the people who supported me since day one. Uh, Hump Day Hotline is going to be Wednesday directly following that this week. will be the three man rush because it's not going to be Thursday because of Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all y'all. Charles, I'm thankful for you, man. I love you, bro. Love you too, dog. And love Sarah too, man. Sarah, I love Sarah. Sarah's a real one. For, oh, for y'all, for those of y'all who don't know, Sarah's a real one, man. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how dope Sarah Yeah. Is. I know nah, first I appreciate y'all. Sarah, I love you know I love you. I ain't got to say the world knows I love Sarah. <laughs> Look, shout out to my man Antoine Staley. He wasn't able to be with us today because he's a Jets fan and he's traveling to uh go see them Patriots play. But we're gonna get on out of here. Love y'all. Take care of yourselves, love each other, and live in peace. Yeah, shout out to Joe, I guess. Yeah. I...